Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. No one listens when you say taxation is theft. But there's a place where people know harsh government brings tears. So grab some blue and Adrena Chrome. Let's make the timeline weird. Friends against government. Friends against government. Citations. Your very best friends. Uh, how's everything with you, Car? Is your uh, is it officially legal for you to play volleyball? Yeah, yeah, we're like pretty much, uh, nice. We're open enough where like the last minutia of regulation on opening everybody's you. It's like I think restaurants can be open to seventy five percent. So what the fuck's the difference? Like nobody's gonna be able to What's know. What's the difference? Right. Um, right. And yeah, they've lifted all this social distancing and all that crap. So yeah, everything's, I mean, yeah, we've been, I've been, I feel like I've more or less felt normal since mid-May, but it's definitely now all, even the normies are out and about. So. Dark, the darkness has um, subsided. Yeah. As long as it doesn't happen again. Mm, I'm still counting on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. Second I'm telling you, yeah, what a, what a beast it would be if there was a second wave and oh this, my god, man! And this time, Carr was, you know, because sometimes you got to get a little bit reactionary, and some, mm-hmm. you know, Carr had to be forced into the corner of of basically right. going. You know what? It's not even a real virus. Like he has to. <laughs> yes, like, I he, love like it. he gets it's to the fake p- virus. Yeah, he gets to the point where he's so upset about the virus that he just starts calling it fake. And then yeah. it, it like, and then it's like an incredibly dangerous virus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna end up happening is the second one. I wouldn't back away from either. No, co- yeah, that'll be it. And that'll be a. And I wouldn't in. engage anybody. I would just continue to shit post about it. Like that's the way that I would approach it. Yeah. Well, what else are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. What else are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I seriously want to publish something. What do you want to put? What? The- what? I want to delve into the idea, and I don't know if it's been like articulated before but delve into the idea of um ideological self-segregation and that the correct approach is to not have conversations with people (laughs) i'm stunned i'm like okay hold on you want to have you want to do research on or do you want to philosophize about are you talking about doing a solo episode or a, a all episode i'm talking about like I don't know, writing an article or he something. He wants to write an oh. article. He's saying he wants to write an article. So you want to spin Articles dig about... <laughs> Roasted. Who writes? Who writes? <laughs> Who writes? Other than... make it into a solo episode. There you go. Yeah. yeah, why not? I think... Well, I don't have YouTube distracting me. <laughs> so what are you yeah, trying you know, to do? So hold on. You're going to try and philosophize uh, an idea to justify your dislike of society? I'm confused. What's going on? Um... Well, the idea of ideological self-segregation happening right now in real time. To you? To who? No, just to everybody. To everybody, as in everybody is ideologically self-segregating from what? The, the rest of humanity? From each other. I don't feel like that's happening. Do you feel like that's happening? I feel like... 
No, I think I think Aaron's just way off. Do you really feel like that's happening, Aaron? That's so pessimistic. Yeah. Do you see that happening? That would be interesting. Then you need to be able to demonstrate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can. Okay. I can pull up examples, but okay. the problem is it's mostly on social media. Like I can't really pull well, up any real life. Social media like, is is like kind of the inside, right? It's the inside of the head. Of, but it's it, it's also not real life. Uh, it's yeah, but it does inform it. Unfortunately, right? It's yeah. gotta you gotta be doing. It's gotta be doing something in our heads, right? Yeah. Has to be. Whether or not social media is informing real life or it's the opposite. I guess it's like a chicken and egg argument. Car, you've been off social media more or less tentative, like like intermittently yeah, for a little while. Yeah, dude, it's actually been pretty great. So we seem to be going, I think that would be a good thing for the show is we kind of like at all, like alternate off of taking breaks of social media. Yeah. Um, because yeah. It, it's, now I'm back on and it's ex- exhausting again already. Yeah, yeah. So what are you yeah, gaining yeah. There are this people, time? People are either getting full bird or full car. Yeah, there's no reason to have both of us on the timeline at the same time, I've no. noticed. When yes. when you're on fire, I've noticed that my interactions are pretty low and 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 frankly my confidence is usually pretty shaken because I don't like <laughs> I don't like that. You know, I you know yeah. I don't. I know so, you don't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your success is, you know, I do, <laughs> do I view do I view it's a, it's a fixed fi- it's a fixed pie, man. You know, yeah, we've yeah. got to scrap over the I the view the world that way and I view the world that way and therefore it is. And so people only have so much time. They can't they yeah, can't time consume both of your content. That's cr- I mean, in a literal sense, it's true. And and frankly, there's not enough people watching for it to be an an inexhaustible supply of people paying attention to me exclusively. So yeah, it is. In a way, we are sort of vying for the same resource. Me and Car. I don't know what that resource is. As I mean, I know it's people watching and clout, but I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to get us. But we've been doing this show for long enough where I expect to start seeing some dividends at some point. Yeah. Eventually, the helicopter money's gotta come in at some point. So you're, so so Aaron, I like your idea. I'd like to see you do some research on it, Car. I'm really because now I'm scrolling on Twitter. I want to turn it into the Go Fuck Yourself LLC employee handbook. You oh, you want to add that to the? Hey there, howdy there, boss. Welcome to the show. How are you, Ozzy? I am fucking wonderful. That's great. I love to hear it. So you want to? So now, Aaron, you're telling me you want to make a book about Go Fuck Yourself Industries? Yeah. Well, well, you want to make a lifestyle manual, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's good. A brand. Want it to uh, be like Gorilla Mindset meets Moose Mindset meets Go Fuck Yourself LLC. Yeah. So an internet. I mean, there's troll- no better time. You you could launch. You know that you can play off the reactionary force of whatever is going on now. That's right. And just. Use that as a catapult to catapult. Oh, the you, you better, you, you better wait. You better wait until right around the election time is coming. When, <sighs> when, when people on a particular people with a particular colored flag feel that the best way to represent their flag is through hyper masculinity. Aaron, that's going to yes. be spectacular for you. Mm, that's yeah. going to be spectacular for you. Mm-hmm. Did exactly you- the same thing Cernovich did. Yes. Election, launch yes. a lifestyle brand, and all of a sudden, everyone forgets you're a date rapist. That's right. Uh, well, yeah. that's right. Well, they won't if he's writing about the moose mindset. They won't forget. Well, right. They would realize. They would understand that he is a date rapist, yeah. and that would actually help propel his brand. Yeah. Right. In fact. Yeah. There you go. Well, that shot him up to number one. <laughs> yeah. Always killing the game. Okay. So I wanted to interrogate you about something, Car. We're at. Yeah. 
So I did congratulate you, and I'm doing that really just again for courtesy. But as we were talking about, there's a fixed pie. I only have some, you know, ten, ten, ten. Got a scrap, got a scrap, got a scrap. Get right. on that wheel, run, run, run. Yep. And so five and one is the current score. So you mean to tell mm-hmm. me I'm supposed to believe you won three games in a row in your outing? Three on Monday. Yep. Now, why is that? Is that because of the partner, your partner that we've been? No, 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 no buddy. This is it's a team effort. You know, it's a team it's effort. 50-50. It's not just it's you and your you partner. You know, it's another fixed pie. You know, it's another fixed pie. So we, you know, we both scrap. Oh, we fight. We fight right. for adoration of the huh. of the of the fellow volleyballers of our mm-hmm. of our adoring. Fans. How close? How close are you when you're oh, doing the fighting? <laughs> it's a it's it's an entanglement, my friend. Uh-huh. You know? I would imagine. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, precisely. So, so that's great. So, every just every so everybody knows the in the last week of games, car clock three wins, no losses. He's at five and one. I don't really know again how long the season is going, but I'm at six three personally. I've been putting in more games than you, car, but you know it's a uh, worse worse record. So, we'll see how things turn out. Uh, am I playing volleyball? No, I'm just adding numbers to the side of my name. So we'll see how I decide to play. It could, that. It could turn out really anyway. It really could. Way. It really could be bizarre. Uh, pause. Welcome to the show. How, how's everything? How are you? And, um, how's quarantine been for you? Are you unlocked yet? Wisconsin has been unlocked for quite some time. Right. And, uh, as a result is seeing some of the highest growth rates in the nation. Hmm. The County that I live in is seventh highest for, you know, those of us who believe the virus is real at uh-huh. any rate. Uh-huh. Um, which which will not be positioning to, which, to for my pivot yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh there is technically no quarantine here in wisconsin oh very but, uh, gorgeous that's great current circumstances as they are have been quite poor to that's zero great. pause i will be i've it's been announced uh uh new york is currently in phase one Stage. We should really be calling them stages, but at this point, uh, so we're in stage one right now. I hope we metastasize soon. Uh, Get to those lymph nodes. Stage two should be three to four weeks from now. I just got a phone call from a so and so regarding a such and such opening, and I was given a tentative month remaining time period. So, so I've got about a month left in the jail cell, gentlemen. But. I mean, it's not even a jail cell anymore. We can go out. It's just there's nothing open to do. So I'm going to stay at home in my my nice room that I can talk to the uh, lamps and they'll they'll obey my commands and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think you're? You, do you think you've glanced off of rock bottom, bird? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm back. You the, think you're on the way the oh, way up? Yeah. That whole postmodern thing was wild. That whole experience. Yeah, that got pretty interesting. Oh yeah, I, I turned that into something functional. That was great. But for a while, I was really wondering whether or not function was even a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And, but it is, and I'm back. There, there were some dark days there. I'm dark days. Dark days. I'm glad I'm back too. I'm glad I learned everything I learned uh, in the process. Though I will say, and and uh, and you your way out of the abyss, and I'm proud of you. I don't yeah, know. You really shawshanked it, man. You came out clean on the other side. It looks like, or hopefully. But 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 we'll but the question, Car Camp, it then would be, where did I come out to? And that'll well, be the next true. thing that I'll have to. Uh, just another up. prison, really. Right. Yeah. You just right inside. Precisely. Know, prison yet another there. yet another area whose bars I have to become acquainted with. <laughs> Uh (laughs) okay so with that let's get into it gentlemen uh i don't know if anybody else prepared anything for today but i think you gentlemen know what i've prepared for today oh yeah um yeah you know i wanted to prepare some stuff and (laughs) life got in the way so uh, i'll be winging it on my end i will be tentatively holding well 
Boz, you can hold the position of a commentator today if you'd like, but I will be holding you to the position of educating us about the ant people at some point. Um, and that could be in a later episode, but seriously, I've been, I've been doing a little digging myself and it has been something. It's some wild shit, isn't it? It it certainly is. But before we get to the main topic of discussion, because we can't make serious things, the topic of discussion, that's not like us. Um, Aaron, do you have anything that you'd like to bring up or would you, would you like to go over a cursory glance of the, uh, situation you brought up in the DMs? Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the situation on the uh, China-India border. That's right. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. all that. And it's starting so, to get a little frosty over there, huh? That, is that the, uh, is that the, uh, the, uh, the, what is that that valley over there? I'm always bitching about Kashmir. Uh, Kashmir, uh, yeah. No, it's Ladakh. Ladakh. Oh. Yeah, Ladakh. Oh, Ladakh. Oh, Ladakh. It, historically, it's been like 20, 20 different regions yeah, yeah. that have had border clashes and incursions. That's right. Mm. But right now, it's Ladakh. So let me, before <laughs> we get into the, the, the that one, let me do the other one. North Korea's, North Korea's bubbling. Um, yeah. So last I remember, I can't remember what her actual designated position is, but his sister, and I cannot remember her name either. My God, I can't even remember his name. Let me find out her name. Uh, N.K. Uh... Kim family. Let's get the whole family. Let's get the whole family. Kim Jong-un and Kim Yo-jong. Kim Yo-jong. So Kim Yo-jong is currently the acting uh, 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 United Front Department of the Workers' Party director, vice director. Great names. And she's also the uh, uh, alternate head of the Politburo of the Workers' Party of Korea. That's great. And she was reappointed just this year. So uh, uh, she announced not long ago... A few days ago that she was planning on sending troops into the demilitarized zone. This was maybe two days ago. And then just today, I believe it was, a liaison office in North Korea was blown up. It was a, a area for peace talks between North and South Korea. I don't believe anybody was in it. And I don't believe it was meant to be anything other than a show. But things are heating up over there, again, as they have uh, Pishan to do. And I think that they will, I mean, this is a game at this point, right? I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't take much of this seriously. Um, because this is, they have to do this stuff for the regime's sake. Um, but I don't know. I'm not an expert. Anyway, that's well, that. now are they, are they in a position to do much on their own without CCP approval? I don't know. That's well, a good question. I'm sure. Uh, did you read that book, Aaron? Michael Malice's book? No, I haven't. I read that book. So what is the, do, do we know the answer to that? I, I'm sure. I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm sure that there, I, I know that there are some bounds that they wouldn't either through explicit talk with the CCP or, or mm-hmm. just um, understanding their relationship with the CCP and basically understanding that they rely on them to exist, that they uh-huh. wouldn't cross. I was going to say, I, I know. yeah, a peripheral comment I would give you to answer that question would be is or is North Korea in not in China's sphere of influence. And if the answer is yes, then you probably have your answer. Yeah. I, I would go one further there, Bird, and say that North Korea is basically an outright vassal or yeah, yeah, state it's of China. Essentially funded like it's by China. more than just a sphere of influence. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Well, there you go. Yeah. So there's that. So back to India, China. I have not been looking into it, but I, I am... Modi clashing with G is kind of like a like a WWF event. <laughs> it's it's like of course this was going to happen at some point. The two heels 
meeting yeah, in, there in was, Ladakh. There was no way this was not going to happen. That's right. Yeah, it happened uh, cyclically. So what so, is the deal? What happened? What is? What do we expect to be happening? So th- since the 50s, when uh, India, India was actually the first country to recognize the People's Republic of China. No, oh, wow. Um, the first, I should say, How the first non-communist, non-socialist country oh, interesting. to recognize them. And they've historically had pretty good trade relations. They were both on the Silk Road. Um, Buddhism kind of flowed from India up to China. And they had a lot of interaction, like, throughout history. And mostly positive. When the came about, they didn't recognize a lot of the border arrangements from... Um, the regular Republic of China, what is now Taiwan, Mm -hmm. um, that's caused a lot of issues. So they have these poorly defined zones um, in about 20 areas that aren't aren't part of the buffer states of like Bhutan Uh and Nepal. And uh, what's the other one? Um, Is it Kashmir now? Kashmir is not a separate state. Yeah, it's uh, they broke it up between Pakistan, India. Uh, uh, it's kind of like it kind of serves as a buffer state right now. Uh, the well, it's a disputed region, Kashmir. Yep. it's not really a no, state. Problem. Yeah, it's just I was gonna say it's Bhutan, Nepal, and then there's several regions that are kind of under dispute above New is, Delhi. And is, I, that's, is anyone that's Kashmir? Is anyone else bothered? By how serene uh, things look over at Aaron's place, and yeah, the fact the that he's rubbing into our face, his house that's I, right. on the back porch of which I assume he's sitting. My house, I'm just in some somebody's backyard. Listen, listen. I was say, on my end at least. I think the most impressive and serene part is that magnificent beard he has. Yeah, well, that beard. is a nice beard. That's yeah, right. For sure. Before, yes, I just the listeners can't see this, but Aaron is presently sitting in a backyard uh, over his. Right shoulder is appears to be dandelions. Uh, far and behind over that, his left shoulder is a, some a sh- sort of canvas sack draped over a power line. It's it's canvas a sack. grill cover. I don't want to say it's my grill cover, but uh-huh. it's it a grill cover. Come on, there is yeah. a to the Squatters far race. to the far left of his shoulder. His left shoulder is a what appears to be a blue shed. So if anybody can find this on Google Maps and get us his location, please do. Dandelions, blue shed, <laughs> and and no. wood. And brown I don't know wood. what kind of flowers those are, but they're not dandelions. They're actually like... Well, you're not going to be able to tell from a... Well, now we're getting a first-hand view. This is why we need to do live video. Let's get back Let's get back to it. All right, so what, this this is insane. This is really... This is like four <laughs> children <laughs> trying to get through something. Okay, so so what happened? What is going on in this region? Uh, apparently, uh, as of... What is today? The 16th? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Um, no, it's the 17th. Yes, it's it the is 17th. the 17th. So yesterday. What are you talking 16th, about? It is the 16th today. Posse, oh, Posse, don't. It's Wednesday the 17th. It's Wednesday the 17th at, at, at noon. Oh, this is nope. not right. I can't do that. They broadcast Wait, This is wrong. This is oh. wrong. Oh, we're still doing that. This is wrong. <laughs> that was, this is wrong. That, my, that these two, they're doing it better than I am. I hate this. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, Go ahead. Apparently they had a brutal melee, like hand-to-hand slash clubs and Chinese and Indian. I'm confused. (laughs) Who did? Oh, just a crowds of people broke out and started fighting. one Yeah. Like, uh, workers and like paramilitary. What the hell happened? Oh my God. No, it's, it's like I said, this is cyclical. So 
at some point China will be feeling its druthers or trying to distract from something and they'll start building infrastructure like a road uh-huh. to connect to Pakistan so they can trade. Right. Or and then India will move in troops and break it up and scare them away. And then China will complain. Uh-huh. And then and then they'll have peace talks and they'll they'll come up with some trade agreement and some, God, is aren't like, aren't nation states hilarious? <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's all it's under crazy. control. It's Watch all, one, rinse, repeat. It's all under control. So this time uh, it was, uh, again, like India was trying to build a road and China took offense to it. Mm. So China we, moved. They act, Actually, this time they moved the furthest <laughs> they've, they've ever moved. We'd, in. Li- we'd like to build this road in our own country, China. I don't really know if I like that. Like, I don't really. <laughs> it's the, well, that's yeah. the thing. They, uh, like, the lines are so poorly drawn uh, and, and like so poorly defined that it's like a no man's land. It's mostly uninhabited. Do you realize? But OK, but do you realize the land that is in between this area and China proper? It's Tibet. There's a whole yeah. well, thousand yeah. mile space. That's already like, hmm, not sure that this <laughs> that China should own this. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, they actually came up with an agreement. India and China came up with an agreement with about Tibet, uh-huh. and that is that Tibet will maintain its social system mm-hmm. and maintain its uh, economy uh-huh. for for trade purposes. Yes. And it's really belongs to China in pretty much name only for however far that goes. That's, well, we'll see I don't know what that, that means functionally. Lasts, yeah, right? yeah, right. <laughs> what? We'll see how long I said it we'll lasts. see how long that arrangement lasts. Well, it's lasted since uh when when was t- when did the Dalai Lama flee like in the 80s? Yes. No, uh yes. That's kind of when that arrangement came about. Well, I Lama, I'm fact checking you today, motherfucker. Yes. Correct. Congratulations. Congratulations. Have you guys seen what, what was going on in Dijon, France? Did you guys see that? No. What, oh, what is man. this? So here's what was happening there, right? A uh, gang of Nigerian immigrants. Oh, this was Nigerian. That's always just a great That was right. Story. It, it was not out of a Chechen national. That's Chechen. <laughs> No way! I no way! Yeah, no, they no! Beat the shit out of a Chechen teenager. <laughs> no, it's, and it's, it all went out across the city for the Chechens to all gang up, and all of a sudden, you know, yes, loads of Chechens from around France swarm on Dijon and start a gang war. In the that's this is that's right. This is real life Madlibs. This is right? real life Madlibs right here. Uh, that, it's like it's like a spin the wheel Nigerian nationalist <laughs> attacked a no Algerian not Nigerian is it Algerian. Nigerian or Algerian? Algerian okay Algerian okay oh there's a pretty huge Algerian community in France all right fair enough I, I, I don't know, know about because it was a che- colony right yeah now. I don't know about Chechens but that's pretty so I saw this I had a taxi and, and I've, I I so do we know who more or less won this conflict because I had my money the on the French on the Algerians. The French government won. No. I think casualties-wise, the Chechens. Damn it. They're just fucking As they do. Damn it. I was going to say. comment like, uh, yeah. the mo- mountain people will always, like, BTFO the coastal people. Yeah. I-, I was thinking, like, I saw that and I was, you know, these are Algerians here. These are tough guys. I, I figured they would be able to put up a good fight. But the Chechens, then again, these, they're, you know, they're known to wrestle yeah, bears Chechen- and such. They're Chechens. And the, and the Algerians have been watered down by the French for, for a century. Oh, that's true. Algerians, oh. you got to get your nationalist movement back. You know, man up mm-hmm. and, 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 and flex out. And now, if it was Nigerians, mindset. it might have been a different story. Well, we don't. That's true. We don't know whether or not if you put Nigerians up against 
Chechens uh, who, who wins that conflict. I, 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 but maybe we'll we could, tune in next week. Maybe we'll have the answer. I could tell you that Germans. How that whole situation was suppressed, though. Because it's mean? worth noting that the French military sent in special forces teams and riot cop teams from around all of France had to go in and basically put the city under martial law to stop it. Ultimately. Yeah. And it was like suppressed from the media, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, because of like I, I random mean, videos and shit. I don't know. You could. It's on. Well, actually, did you well, see it on? Yeah, yeah, it's on Jerusalem Post, ABC, Independent, Guardian, uh, Al Jazeera. Although, I mean, I don't really read CNN. <laughs> I mean, and you know, can you? I mean, like, if if you're not getting news on CNN, you know, maybe change. Change. The it would thing. be a red flag if you were reading CNN. Four nights of clashes between rival gangs. I literally have a tab of CNN open right now on my computer. Put that, close that up. Down the fed. You close that down. Get rid of that. What are you well, doing? Well, I so uh, what I do is I seek the most mainstream news to figure out like what hmm. you know people are thinking. I guess I don't know. That's always You're my. You're gonna get a normie brain virus doing that. As far no, as, as far as as brain virus. As, as, oh, yeah. as far as street warfare goes. I don't think my people stand much of a chance. <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking that, man, street warfare. Going to have to do more of that in this country. Oh, wait, it's been happening. Uh, wait, well, are you sure about your people, Berg? I, I don't think know. The, uh, Italians are pretty notorious for some of the most fierce gangs in America. I don't know. I, You know, all I see a lot of the Italians doing lately, a lot of them is uh, uh, a lot of them going out wearing back to blue shirts and <laughs> having no necks and and being out there in crowds. Hey, I ain't got no neck. Back it's to crazy. blue, hey. Every one of them has the same daisy chain. It's ridiculous. Um, let's 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 get into it, gentlemen. I would really like to talk about this particular thing. Oh, are we doing it? Oh God! Well, Here I, we go. Yeah, let's let's see. So news came out uh, uh, recently that caught my attention, but I'd like you take to take you back for a little bit. Harvey Weinstein, right? We we we, we all remember him. Uh, media mogul. Good guy. Yeah, decent guy. Setter upper. Moose mindset uh, originator. Moose mindset originator extraordinaire. Uh, well, let's let's listen to this. So I want to take you back. Let's go all the way back to the 25th February. February. Uh, and let's talk about uh, uh, his trial. Or let's specifically talk about an aspect of his trial. Well... His naked body. Let's let's just come out and say it. Today we're going to be talking about Harvey Weinstein's naked body. It's Why? an episode I've waited for for a long time, frankly. Why is that? Why are we talking about that? A lot of you are probably asking yourselves, the ones of you who haven't Which immediately switched off. But it's the content you crave. That's absolutely right. Well, we're be talking- honest. Half of you listening to this right now, just lean forward in the car and put the radio <laughs> dial up just a little bit. All right. And, and, and for the half of you who aren't driving, I'd like you at this point to go on Twitter and tweet, Wait a minute. They're going to talk about Harvey Weinstein's naked body and then don't tag anything. Don't just don't reference it. I would just like to see if that makes the radar on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do it. Let's talk about his naked body. So an article written for page six by Kate Sheehy. Thank you, Kate. Oh, bing bong. Let me close that. Is that you? That was me. Bing bong. You quiet that down. Jesus. Quieted that down. Harvey Weinstein. Trial juror describes seeing his naked photos. So what is this? This fascinated me. I didn't know this, but obviously you're going to have to show naked pictures of the guy considering that the, you know, the thing is, you know, what he did. 
So let me read the article. Harvey Weinstein juror recalls Tuesday how she cringed when shown photos of a naked, portly 67-year-old pervert as part of an evidence at trial. I tried to block it out, she said. She was not identified. It was presented to us, so it wasn't something we could have blocked out, but it's not hard to make out his face. (laughs) So what is this? Well, Harvey Weinstein's genitals are on display because in late January, Jessica Mann made a statement in the courtroom. He does not have testicles, and it appears he has a vagina. (laughs) I vaguely remember that. Yeah. So we I remember that too, and we all heard that, and we were like, "What? Are they just taking?" <laughs> that was the before time? coronavirus. That was like a big thing. It was like, "Wow, this is crazy." That's right. That from was a, that. from a lying girlfriend. That's. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm presently going to mute Aaron. Uh, so why why did she say this? I remember hearing that and going, "All right, is that just like her taking the time to shit on him, or or what?" Well, a few days later. And this wasn't publicized, obviously. Got to keep it quiet. Jurors were shown naked photos of Weinstein, including a full frontal. Uh, The shots were among 72 photos previously taken by a photographer, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, during its investigation of the case. As the jurors reviewed the photos, Weinstein bowed his head at the defense table. Tensions were high and everyone was nervous. My hands were sweating. I felt like like my heart was literally going to pop out of its chest. Everybody is describing that. It must have been very distressing to see this man's naked pictures. Well, I, I, you know, there's a lot of nudity involved here. Why? Obviously, there's a penile fascination going on here, right? There's something about the penis. Something about the Freudian. penis. Yeah. Well, there's something else goes on. Actress Lauren Young, and this is from a different article by Vulture. What a terrible name for a media company. Yeah, right. Come on. Well, uh, terribly honest. We it. Wow. Yeah. Victoria Beckyempis, great name. Weinstein accuser. Beckyempis. Weinstein accuser drew picture of his genitals for cops. Actress Lauren Young testified Wednesday in a Harvey Weinstein's Manhattan rape and sexual assault trial, alleged that he trapped her in a bathroom, groped her breast, and masturbated in front of her for seven seven years ago. Uh, The proceedings took a bizarre turn when Weinstein's defense attorney tried using Young's description of his testicles to discredit her. Young, who held back tears, told jurors that she thought it was a she thought she was going into a business meeting in Beverly Hills in 2013 when Weinstein suggested that they go up to a hotel room. You can read the whole story here. I want to get to the part of the penis. Ah, she testifies. He left the bathroom first, and I stayed standing there in shock. Still pulled up my dress. I don't even I, I don't even think I zipped it up, and I walked out of the bathroom. Prosecutor Megan Haste asked Young to describe Weinstein's body. She said that he was hairy and that he had moles and fat rolls. Disc- uh, well, I mean, come on, that's not a surprise. Uh, Young described it as a disgusting-looking penis, and that it had looked like it had been cut, but not a normal-looking scar from circumcision. On cross-examination, Weinstein attorney Damon Sharonis tried to undermine her credibility by asking her about the description of the body, and through questioning, Sharonis tried to establish that Young's description of Weinstein earlier was at odds with what she previously told law enforcement. Sharonis pointed out that Young had testified that she didn't see any testicles, right? I did not, she said. Today you testified that you didn't see any testicles. I saw that there was a sack, she said. Oh, boy. Sharonis then asked her about a picture she drew for law enforcement. You drew a picture of a man holding his penis in front. In the, in the, she, so she draws a picture of him holding his penis. I drew that, she points to it and says. 
He was carrying. Does it have a drawing? I can't imagine being tasked to do this because I'm such a poor like. Yeah, it is weird, right? But I guess it does make sense, right? You'd have to. It would be like a stick figure with like a weird boner and like a. That would be a disaster. All right. So this conversation has come up several times in the trial. So Jessica Mann, as we said. She says he looks like he, well, Jessica Mann specifically said that he looked deformed or intersex. Uh, uh, quote, he has an extreme scarring that I didn't know maybe he was a burn victim. He doesn't, oh my ha- God. He, he, he does not have <laughs> testicles. He does not have testicles. And it appears he has a vagina, as I read before. On Tuesday, photos of Weinstein's nude body were shown to jurors. Young, who is 30, is one of three women who are testifying about an alleged prior bad acts that Weinstein committed. So what is going on with the, the penis and the wound and the... Well, we don't know. Let's see if we can find out. So the jurors were shown these naked photos, <clears throat> and they all corroborate with it. Do they look fairly accurate? To wait, wait, hold on. Did the jurors have to look at Harvey Weinstein naked? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God, that's... Oh, yes. And I and is as that, I was I saying... Why would punish our juries like that. yeah that sucks <laughs> so imagine getting drawn for that but this is what i'm saying this is what i was reading before their hearts were beating there you know they were they were nervous what looking at this guy naked made everybody very upset so what is the deal why does he have a deformed penis well in an article in in kind of the breakout article of this it's called the making of a predator predator it's a fantastic article it's written by phoebe eaton with illustrations by paul davis it is a it's a great article by Airmail. It's called Making of a Predator, and it's three parts. Part one is called What Hidden Demons Drove Harvey Weinstein's Rise and Fall. So she goes into the whole history of Harvey Weinstein, jailed on for, for 23 years for a third-degree rape and sexual uh, criminal assault. Uh, uh, he's got other charges on him, civil suit, two rapes, two sexual assaults on that. Uh, and despite monumental health issues, he's remained asymptomatic from coronavirus, which he uh, was able to be moved into a semi-sequestration uh, because of that, so we don't really know what the deal is with that there, but what's the deal? Well, this is a guy who, oh, and I thought this was interesting, she writes in the article, he had a poster for the movie The Libertine that sat just outside of his office. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Um, let's get to the let's get to the uh, biology here. So she testifies, or she writes about his, his hypersexuality and how Assistants were routinely required to book flights and cars for many a perfectly willing female, depositing them at a Central Park South Hotel on Harvey's way back home. This was his style of doing things. But what else did he have those assistants do? Well, then there were the assistants that he had who had to help him procure his medication, such as Caverject. Caverject, for any of our, our, our older Gentlemen listening, or or maybe ladies, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Whatever you or want maybe to maybe ex-ladies, and absolutely, ex-general. absolutely. It's an erectile dysfunction medication, but it's not ah. the weak stuff. Let's say it's 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 it's, it's not diesel. your Viagra, it's high octane boner it's, pills. It's an injectable. Oh, right into the dick or what? That I'm not sure about, but as we read, maybe we'll find Spanish out. Spanish fly in a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> So got a mainline it. Let me read to you the writing from I don't want to I was going to say her first name. That seems informal from the author here. Uh, <clears throat> and then there were the hapless assistants who had to procure Harvey's meds such as Caverjet for erectile dysfunction. Shortly after Christmas 1999, Harvey Weinstein was medevaced out of St. Barth's which what with what the company only ever allowed was a bacterial infection. 
<laughs> At the time, Harvey blamed it on something he ate, but years after, a tracheotomy scar from the scary near-death near death experience was nearly impossible to hide. He had been stricken with Fournier's gangrene, an acute infection of the genital region that diabetics and middle-aged men are prone to. Some patients need skin grafts to repair that affected area, while extreme cases can require an orchiotomy or removal of the testicles. Okay. Deterioration of sexual function is another common side effect. Quote, My body has trauma. Vets tell me I have PTSD, Harvey wrote in an unreleased 2017 public statement, uh, attempting to explain all he'd been through psychiatrically and what lay behind his anger and sexual addictions. All of which explains Jessica Mann's first impression that Harvey was perhaps intersex and lacking testicles, also corroborated by actress model uh, Lauren Young, and appeared to have scarring as if burns from the, the, the nether region. Uh, uh, this is what the author says Caverjet can do. A paraplegic with no function from the waist down can get a re an erection from Caverjet. But a peculiarity of this drug is that once injected directly into the penis... It takes 5 to 20 minutes to take effect and lasts only about an hour, all of which could account for the incredible dispatch with which Harvey is said to have appro approached some of the complainant women. Hmm. Well, that's strange. All I'm hearing is that he's the real victim here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, struck <laughs> bad with... Struck bad from Fournier's gangrene. Well, this is the article that got me uh, 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 looking at this, and I just want to read this from Isabel so, Vincent. One more, if I one can more. just uh, yes, go ahead, clarify pause. something real quick here. Yes. The main thrust of thrust of the discussion. Yes. Is that this dude was such a prolific rapist? Yes. That he got an infection from the dick drugs he was using. Yes. Yes. Okay. Precisely. I just nice. wanted to be very clear. And now that. let me give that a cap off another page six article by Isabel Vincent. Harvey Weinstein's deformed penis explained. This is what I. This is the one that I think we all saw that made me inspired to do this. And her first line is a great jab. Maybe that's why he was so testy. <laughs> it's a great one. Isabel, good job, Isabel. Good one. Got him. Got him. Good one. Harvey Weinstein suffers from an acute infection that contributed to his deformed penis, according to a recent report of the convicted rapist. The disgraced movie mogul's deformed genitalia is the result of a life-threatening bacterial infection known as Fournier's gangrene, According to reports in Graydon Carter's Digital News Weekly Airmail, that's what I quoted before, the infection can strike middle-aged men and diabetics, as it says. Ba, 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 ba. So there you go. That's that. Ah, uh, and one more thing. You're probably wondering, dick injections, how can I get those? Well, let me tell you about them. Tell us, Bird. <laughs> the New York Times reports that Harvey Weinstein made his assistants bring him injections in brown paper bags often delivering the doses to hotels before his meetings with women. Penile injections are administered directly into the penis and can start working in as little as five minutes, and the treatment is effective in roughly 70 to 80% of patients with erectile dysfunction. This is an article by Hilary Bruick. Harvey Weinstein, you know, there's all these penis articles, and not one man has stepped up to write an article about this. Come on, guys, we got to do some more penile injection articles. Harvey Weinstein reportedly injected erectile dysfunction drugs into his penis, and here's what those are by Business Insider, Hillary Bruick. So, uh, more alleged allegations grow. Here's what the injections are, and here's some legitimate ways they're used. A penile injection instead of pills for erectile dysfunction. The little blue pill that you remember, well, this is even easier, they say. 
just inject it in and, uh, and, and, and muscles relax and blood starts flowing is what it says. The risks, the alternatives, well, typically a very fine needle is used to administer the dose in the middle third of the penis or sometimes on the base. The treatment can cause bruising if the needle is accidentally injected into a vein. And injections should never be used in tandem with erectile dysfunction pills. Priapism, otherwise... Oh, that's the official term for prolonged erections, is a possible side effect. Oh, as is mild bleeding. Some doctors suggest that nasal decongestants like Sudafed can help if an erection is going on for too long. The treatments, uh, oh, sorry, there are numerous other ways to treat ED, including testosterone injections. Didn't know that. Vacuum penis pumps don't work. And surgical rods never tried. (laughs) Studies have shown that exercise, particularly aerobic, can improve your erectile problems, losing weight, quitting smoking. Gentlemen, that works. Okay, I would like to contest that last one right there. (laughs) There is a reasonable-sized body of evidence indicating that tobacco use increases testosterone. Oh, well, there you go. And lots of different things. Trying to jog off a boner on a Nordic track in a gym. No, no, I don't. I Mm. don't need to imagine. (laughs) I I was going to say nobody, no man needs to imagine that. So a lot of different things could cause ED. Gentlemen, if you're feeling depression or you have neurological disorders, counseling and therapy can help make your penis bigger. Well, there you go. And that's what everybody needs to know about Harvey Weinstein's body, his naked body, his penis and your penis and how they relate. You, you should know, have taken a lot- promo code FAG15. <laughs> there you go. Yes, add that in. Add that in. We should have got it's this episode sponsored by Blue Chew. reasonable than the accusations that it was proof of his lizard person-ness. Yeah. And I'm not sure I like how reasonable that is. <laughs> yeah, that's, sure. true. that's true. That's true. Yeah, for every... But for every door closed, there's a window open, huh, Pause. There is a mm-hmm. window open. That is right. Well, do we want to talk about the Russian Revolution? Oh, no. Wait. Wrong show. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, Here, I got, uh, I got a spare nine hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did do my first episode. I have some For terrible, the opening volley. I have some terrible, terrible news for people, though. It's not coming until early July, so y'all better uh, petition me to make some other episodes on history if you're uh, wanting your whistle to be wet. Otherwise, it's going to be a crazy thing. I'm editing it now. Just a side note: Have you guys seen Dutch's uh, planning spreadsheet? For yes, his it's, podcast? it's sick. That thing is hey, bananas. that's you bring that up. I'm gonna, you know, I've been doing a lot of work for Dutch. Dutch is gonna have to do some work for me right now. If any of my listeners would like to um, start a podcast, I think it would be a great idea if you went on Twitter and you went, you contacted our friend who's from the Netherlands, our Dutch friend. He'll answer, but remember, he's from the Netherlands, so take, he takes time. At Bullshitopol, <laughs> B-U-L-L-S-H-I-D-O-P-O-L. Go look him up and ask him how he does his podcast organizational work, if you're actually curious about starting a podcast, because I saw it. I, it's enviable, because it is really working for him, but it's crazy. It's nuts. It is. Yeah, I mean, we joke about libertarians being autistic. And, yeah, you know, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, all right, gentlemen, anybody got anything else? Aaron, you want to you wanna advertise anything for us? you have anything else you want to say? Anything boggling your mind lately? Pause, you boggling your mind. Aaron, you first. Oh, yeah. Um, Car, do you own your house? Oh, my yeah. God. All right. So I am 
making the foray into uh, starting to plan for home ownership. There you go, man. Oh my God. I'm that's sick. Uh, disappointing to the podcast, but yeah, what the hell? I hope that everybody yeah. listening just had a collective. Aww. But I will say yeah. this: Bird now will know for sure where he is, so we can go burn it down. That's a yeah, good that's point. He's not going to be drifting anymore. We'll have a, a singular location where we can work. Very, very bare minimum homeowners insurance. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Very it's good. all coming together. Very good. Fantastic. <laughs> um, what do you think of the idea of buying a plot of land and putting a modular home on it? Yeah, I like it. Saves would... money. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, going to say, you're the, telling the, Car the... Camping about this. Like, I, I could tell you he would have loved that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that. I think that's the, the problem uh, that you run into, at least in our current paradigm, is that uh, there, you usually have to get a different loan a loan type for a construction loan. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I like that idea. And in fact, that's something that I've been looking at doing uh myself are we all but, yo yeah. can we all move to the same place <laughs> i would look we no, should if i can interject right there <laughs> there has been discussions about that for forever and a day among <laughs> liberty twitter yeah. almost always bullshit nonsense no it is it always but, is uh, well it pork doesn't always have to be right mm, and that was the next be. point you know yeah uh, at a certain point, we need to start taking ourselves seriously. Well, Jacob's really it's taking that seriously. Probably your best bet. And if you want to check that out, Porkfest starts next week. Oh, are you going to that, Aaron? I'd like to, yeah. Yeah. Guess where I'm Yeah, Jacob's going. uh Jacob's taking that pretty seriously. I think he I think Jacob's taking the right approach because he's kind of rolling with the punch in that a lot of people already kind of want to move to that area of northern New Mexico or southern Colorado and and uh it's already so sparsely populated that, you know, it w- doesn't take much to basically kind of have a pretty significant presence in a county. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just what I'm saying. You know, it's hella expensive to vote with your feet, but there's real fucking power in it and people should not underestimate. Yeah. It. Yeah. But, but to, you know, to kind of bring that point with and, and square it with Aaron's of, of building something on a plot of land, like you can get land in New Mexico for, I mean, it's just, it's stupid. I mean, you can go out there with a few thousand bucks in your hand and, and go grab five acres, 10 acres. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, maybe it's not ideal or whatever, but it's, it's cheap as hell. I mean, you, I mean, you could theoretically just go throw an RV on it and, you know, and that'll it, get you through until you can get a proper dwelling up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. the good thing about this current paradigm is that I qualify for a VA loan. So is that oh, a good yeah, thing go. though? That's basically like here's here's some money. Maybe you'll pay it back. Maybe you won't. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's only it's like, it's like what is it like three and a half percent down or something? Uh, it's it's zero down if you apply a loan. <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, wow. That is such an interesting. I know that there's like a lot of conflicting opinions about this, particularly among the Bitcoiners. But like that's such an interesting hedge with, especially when paired with Bitcoin, because like if the system doesn't just kind of combust in the next two years, property should still be pretty good. Um, but if it does and you owe money in dollars and you own Bitcoin, that's kind of cool too, because your, your loan just diminishes rapidly in value. Yeah. You can so, hope for hyperinflation if you have real estate and yeah, if you have yeah. a loan or yeah, a mortgage. Yeah, like exactly. You hope for hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And as as we do on the podcast. Yeah, as we do on this I, show. I, I, I guess. I am in fact, a hyperinflation stan. Well, yeah, I, me too. Yeah, I've been absolutely. I think that would be the best way to, to, to transition to the next system. Yeah. I've been moving more or less into the mindset that uh, debt is not real and none of this matters. And so that's where I'm going to stand. Well, that's the cruiser mind. That's the that's the cruiser mindset, birds. Oh, good. As long as the banks can still pay their gun thugs, but yeah, fair enough. You know, as soon as they run into that problem, then debt is no longer real. Debt's not real, baby. Just keep making more money. That's what I say. Cruising. That's what I say. Cruising. Debt ain't real so long as you can make that payment every month. Who? Okay. I mean, that's literally what the U.S. government does, right? Is that's not real? That's what like, everybody in this yeah, country does, basically. The, everyone. So, that's just how the economy works, guys. That's I how it all functions this. at this point. I hate to say this. You can have your Austrians. You can have your Swedish. You can have your Chinese. I don't care. It's the fact of the matter is, keep making money, and you'll never have to uh, 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 be like Aaron used to be. As long as you never apply the brakes. That's right. Yeah. Just keep moving faster and die at forty. <laughs> That's the plan, man. <laughs> you know what? I hope so, though. Yeah. An early yeah. ticket out the door would be fantastic. Yes. Imagine like being a like a high like making a lot of money for a little while, and then like I don't know, you lose your job, but you have enough money where you can cruise hard to your thirty-five, and then no, <laughs> you know. So yeah. do a one line that's just a little too fast. <laughs> one to check out on That's top. right. One oh. line that might have had a little too many tranquilizers mixed into it. <laughs> Go out singing. What else? What else we got? Before we wrap this thing up, what is? I want to hear what everybody's wild card issue is, like low key issue right now that's going to become really big because I feel like we're just getting hit on all sides by like just ridiculous bullshit like the Algerian Chechen breakout huh, huh. in France like oh you want to bananas like I'm sure prediction if tracking that you, you know want, you, you want would have you want a like, prediction oh, yeah, well, car camp it I'll give oh. you a prediction yeah oh man well, well you had one Aaron go ahead I'll give you a prediction and I'll give you a thing I've been paying attention well, it's to it's interesting because I think that you're going to disagree and have a lot to say about it okay um so let me do mine first yeah go ahead <laughs> Uh, there, there are some very interesting things. This is a good one. This is not, and then I'll give you one that I think is going to pop off. This is a good one. There's a lot of really interesting moves being made in the police reform department, which I don't put much faith in reform in general, but as far as temporary palliatives go, it's pretty sick. Uh, and, 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 and we got some pretty interesting things going. We got some, uh, state Supreme courts voting in good ways, interesting ways. I think I forget who it was, but don't quote me on this, but it might've been Detroit. I'm not sure, decided that they were going to stop having police respond to most calls and have social workers respond to them instead. I think that's an interesting idea. What I like about this is that, you know, we live in a federated system which shits on us constantly, but finally the federated system is doing something interesting, which is different cities can try out different shit, and the one that works is the one that works, and that's not a free market, but it's probably the best thing we're going to get as far as government experimentation goes. So that's a good yeah, one that so I hope turns into something nice. That's what the uh, U.S. founders and the classical liberals like to jerk off to, right, is the laboratories of liberty? That's right. I would say this and is more I like a broom that's closet. that's an actual positive thing in yes. the uh, science of governance. I think we're at the point where we're in a broom closet of liberty, and I think we could do a, a little chemical mixing, but not much. A little bit. And then the, the closet of liberty, man. That's a spinoff podcast right there. If anybody wants to make a podcast, the, the broom closet of liberty. There's a then there's the 
bad one, Carl, but I'm going to slate this one in right now. This isn't going to happen for this isn't going to start happening for a few months. Okay. But I think you're going to start seeing some serious, almost uncontrollable fervor regarding online voting. Oh, yeah. I'm calling That's that. That's a slam dunk. Yeah. I'm calling that one. I think the next big people are going to start going ape shit is something is going to happen regarding someone's online voting scheme. That's what I'm going for. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm watching at least. I've uh, I've totally checked out of politics, like completely checked out. I you totally forget it's even an an election year. You know me. I watch it from a very very. Uh, Is it, are they uh, like doing debates and shit, or like what? What's no, the debates can't are all already over. Bro. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we got to do the obviously we have they have to do the actual presidential debates, but I mean like we're we might be postponing no, the election. Right. The Democratic is not going to be on a stage this fall. Though. No, There's no, no. no there is. I mean, nobody. There, it's not going to. It's not doing it in fall. It's not happening. You all in just fall. join the Zoom webinar and watch yeah. Joe Biden. That's fuck what. It, around. Oh man, dude! What the hologram of Joe Biden? Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump would not do it. He wouldn't agree to it. He he wouldn't agree to it because on 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 Zoom. I mean, we podcast. It's very difficult to take over a a a call in the way That's that. True. Donald Trump would be used to doing on stage. That would be fascinating, though. I kind of... I almost wonder if that wouldn't be our modern uh, Kennedy-Nixon moment. Yes, yes, it would definitely be a Where kind of he's, Kennedy like, sweating Nixon. or what? Where, like, well, he just... Where he just can't do the thing he's good at doing because the form yeah. of media he's on just doesn't work for him. I don't know. But then again, they're kind of both sweaty Nixon, so... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, no, uh, I don't think either of them's literally articulate enough to be sweaty. Nixon. That's that's yeah, that's probably true. That's true. So Aaron, what that's why he killed Nixon, right? Because he was super articulate, but he had the mustache sweat. That's right. Yeah, he had that mustache sweat. Thank wow, Aaron, I looked away from your from your screen because I was looking at Clark Campus' beautiful haircut, mm. and then I decided to look back at your screen, and now it's dark out. That's scary. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Aaron, what's up? What are, what are we disagreeing? What are we agreeing on? Oh, uh, I was going to talk about the Chaz. Oh, the oh Chaz. man. We should have covered must, that. Well, let's talk about Chop. Let's talk about Chop. Hold on. I don't know what Chop, Chop is. Chop is the police disinfo version. No, of Chaz. Chaz is the... Yeah. No, Chaz is the police dis... No, Chaz is. Chaz is, is the... Uh, yes, Chaz is the one they never called themselves. That was created by right-wingers on the outside. Nobody in there called themselves Chaz. Yeah, that that's is the not what I've heard from some Seattleites. But okay. oh, is that the what the what you're hearing from some Seattleites? Because I'm hearing yeah. that from different Seattleites, but I think we I know the ones you're talking about. So yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so now we don't. I don't what even know what, what, which one is true. Chop is Capitol Hill uh, organized protest. They changed the name because they didn't from this is what I was told. So now we have conflicting information and it's funny. Like, pause. I want to go. I trust your source because I know who that is. But also, like, I trust my source. So I'm not sure. Well, anyway, Chaz, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, CHOP, Capitol Hill Organized Protest. It was announced, I thought, that some of the local leaders of that thing changed the name or took up an official name because they didn't actually take the name Chaz. But I, whatever the case may be, like, pause. Now you give me your side of that. So my understanding of events was that after it was actually established, like after they quote unquote took the blocks, there was uh, some 
notoriously pro-cop organizers that rolled in and started trying to shout down actual members inside the zone and tried to sort of commandeer it under the CHOP name, was my understanding. Okay, well then, listeners, that's... I mean, I didn't hear anything like that, so... uh, I trust your source. We need Seattle bros on the scene. We do. We, we need, need we more need... Seattle. Well, we have a Seattle bro. I know we have on... a Seattle bro. Yeah, we have well, a. There's, there's actually several. Several Seattle bros who are all have the same stories. Well, then go with that. Go with yeah, that because I just sure have one. They are. I'm not sure that they are fag centric, but they are in group to me and probably near group to you, Joe. Okay. Well, there so. you go. So chop is what was used to come in. I'm willing to uh, uh, discount the opinion I was given for that. So chop is. The one we're going that came later. So did they? So the that still begs the question: Did they take the name Chaz to begin with? Because I was told that. Because I was told they never took that name to begin with. Do you know? Pause. Yeah, I th- I think that name was the one that was just kind of floating around early when people needed something to call it. I don't think they ever formally named themselves that. No. Okay. So what are we talking about about it? Are are, um, are, are we interested? I, I guess in I would- pose it as a question uh-huh. um what do you what do all of you think the long-term implications are if uh, i should I, I should put a qualifier on it if this goes on but that as in they don't forcefully take control back they don't repopulate the police precinct and all that stuff um if this manages to go on and there is no hard evidence as in like videos of any type of atrocities or starvation or anything other than like the memes that are going on right now, like the garden. That's like, it's just funny. Yeah. But, um, most of the, most of the pushback I've seen from, uh, our, our fag centric audience has been either tacit support or, you know, Oh, it's, it's a bunch of commies and right. Basically. And I'm going to alienate some people. I think it's a lot of, impotent signaling yeah no i actually totally agree with you i think i think in terms of long-term implications there are virtually none because they are inherently a left-wing group organizing that and in a left-wing city like they are i think that their uh, city level leadership and possibly even county or state views it as an amusing anomaly more than anything and that's the sort of thing that black block types and ANCOMs can get away with in a coasty city like that. Mm, mm. You know, now if that happened somewhere like fucking Memphis or something, I think there'd be long-term reaching implications. But I think this is just the next step forward in par for the course. Now, that think, it happened where it Let did. me follow up with this question. Do you think the only thing stopping <clears throat> other communities from doing the same thing is aesthetics? As in, I think, I think you're leading. Possible. I think you're leading right where I'm leading, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that that's. I think that there is whether this is this the ramifications of this come to fruition within the next six months or within five years. The idea that you can separate yourself from police, whether or not it's actually happening there, or whether or not that's a success. The i the simple idea that that maybe you can create a community outside of policing. And then if uh, someone else can connect the dots to higher security, <laughs> like legit security, um, I don't know. Like that, that could that could be really interesting to see how that ripples through perhaps a Memphis, perhaps a, uh, a St. Louis or a Fort Worth or, yep. or uh, a, a, you know, um, 
I don't know, um, uh, Minneapolis, I mean, particularly. And, and, and the only thing stopping the city of Seattle, like, say, if, if this was an explicitly right-wing organization, Seattle would have already, like, called. Oh, they would have shut it down, yeah. Would be over. Right-wingers mm-hmm. So get the only thing stopping other communities shit. from doing this is the idea seed that I have. Yes, the brainworm. Just aesthetics and branding. Yeah, That's yeah, it. exactly. Like, if Fort Worth was to do it, Fort Worth is, you know, generally speaking – especially when compared to Seattle, a right-leaning city. And, mm-hmm. you know, so if they did it a different way, even still, the, like the, having the idea to do it, um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting it thing. Just having that like, concept out there. Is, it, for like Fort Worth, it would be like, this is a Patriots autonomous zone. Or right, whatever. something like that. Although and I don't think, fine. frankly, I don't think Fort Worth is all that um, – extreme i think a lot of it's a little bit kind of like center well, right so just i think life part of this goes back to i'd like to say just the trope level differences of left and right though mm-hmm. because a right-wing group or organization or society is never going to do this in a city in the first place exactly. because in america there's that sort of return to the land homesteader heritage principle they're going to move out into the fucking boonies and set up an armored compound you know, and we've seen that happen time and again already, and it always ends in tragedy here in the U.S. Let me, let me, I, I, I hear what you're saying, pause, but let me pose it in, in the context of three months of coronavirus uh, lockdown, a subsequent curfew, and the blight of center-right business owners. And I'm, and again, I'm just going to talk about Fort Worth. You just saw 10 to 15%, probably more, of all restaurants get wiped out here because cops kept fining restaurants for opening and they were all opening. They were all trying to open against rules. Um, And then we had a curfew on top of that. I think that one thing that might be a little bit underestimated, maybe I'm wrong. uh, But one thing that might be underestimated is the right wing. um, I don't even want to say right wing, but like center right business class, if you will. Um, that probably we know pause here in the heart in the in the in middle America more than maybe the coastals do. Um, but that their ongoing frustration with getting fined and dealing with health departments and dealing with all this shit um, and just saying, hey, look, we, we don't want to do this here anymore. And I don't know how strong that that impulse is, but I got to believe that a lot of them are up against the ribs financially. And that does a lot to motivate people. It absolutely does. And, you know, the ability to earn enough to sustain yourself, you know, the right to the right yeah. to sustenance, even more than the right to money is extremely powerful. But I think that sort of uh, that sort of immigrant entrepreneur class or former immigrant entrepreneur class that we see so much in these little uh, Midwestern communities is also so enamored with the. Uh, pop culture version of the American dream that they'd be horrified to take overly much direct action to remedy their ills. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. They move that's here interesting. because they move here because they think they have the freedom right. to vote themselves out. Right. Right. They haven't like really oriented themselves with the reality versus the, uh, the picture on the box. Right. Yeah. At least that's my thought or my fear. Cause I would and love to and, see that happen. But. And that's certainly a huge part of the community. And te- I mean, Texas is, you know, I mean, Texas used to be part of Mexico and then it was his own country, but there's certainly like, it is a very, there are a lot of uh, Hispanic immigrants here that are living that right now. And so that's, that certainly would be a big part of the, the, the block. All right. Um, I had to do some time to 
um, meditate on the question. But Aaron, I'll give you I'll give you my full because I wanted to. I had a book and I wanted to pull it up. And all right, I don't know how to introduce the topic, but so basically, ask the question again, Aaron, because you wanted to know my thoughts on it. Because you you used there's a specific assumption you made in your question that I wanted to point out. Um. What are the long-term ramifications right. of, okay. of Chaz? Right. And then I followed it up with, do you think that <clears throat> one of the only factors that separates Chaz's um, ability to exist without the state intervening violently is aesthetics? Okay, so um, I wanted to give... A, a, I found the art, the, the chapter in the book. I wanted to give you a reading. There's an, a, a philosophy style called immediatism. And the, I don't, the best way that I could describe it is that it believes that social interaction uh, uh, that is immediate is the best kind of social interaction which, which counteracts the antisocial consequences of consumers' capitalism. So this is obviously, so this is an anti-capitalist uh, 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 f- form of philosophy. And I think that I don't know whether the leaders are well read on this guy's subject, but I, but I know for a fact this is a form of anti-capitalism. And I wanted to give you a, a, a reading from it's Hakim Bey. I don't know if you know Hakim Bey, the Sufi philosopher. Um, it's a, a book Wait, called. You're reading Hakim Bey. I have a book by Hakim Bey, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it talks about the book is actually called uh, the Temporary Autonomous Zone, and it's the first, I guess in a modern sense of, of this immediatist philosophy meeting, you know, Paris Commune, Spanish Catalonian Commune, things like that. So let me read the, the quote. Now, spare, bear with me because this is poetry. This is not a, like, regular book, but let me try it. You'll argue that this is a council of despair. What if the anarchist dream, the stateless state, the commune, the autonomous zone with duration, a free society, a free culture? Are we to abandon that hope in return for some existentialist act gratuit? The point is not to change consciousness, but to change the world. I accept this is a fair criticism. I'd make two rejoinders nevertheless. First, revolution has never yet resulted in achieving this dream. The vision comes to life in the moment of uprising, but as soon as, quote, the revolution triumphs and the state returns, the dream and the ideal are already betrayed. I have not given up hope or even expectation of change, but I distrust the word revolution. Second, Even if we are to replace the revolutionary approach with the concept of insurrection blossoming spontaneously into anarchist culture, our own particular historical situation is not precipitous for such a vast undertaking. Absolutely nothing but a feudal martyrdom could possibly result now from a head-on collision with the terminal state, the mega-corporate information state, the empire of spectacle and simulation. Its guns are all pointed at us. While our meager weaponry finds nothing to aim at this but a hysteresis, a rigid vacuity, a spook capable of smothering every spark in an ectoplasm of information, a society of capitulation is ruled by the image of the cop and the absorbent eye of the TV screen. This is where he talks about the theory. In short, we're not touting the Taz as an exclusive end in itself, replacing all other forms of organization, tactics, and goals. We recommend it because it can provide the quality of enhancement associated with the uprising without necessarily leading to violence or martyrdom. The Taz is like an uprising which does not directly 
engage with the state, a guerrilla operation which liberates an area of land, of time, of imagination, and then dissolves itself to reform elsewhere, else when, before the state can crush it. Because the state is concerned primarily with simulation rather than substance, the Taz can occupy these areas clandestinely and carry on its festal purposes for quite a while in relative peace. Perhaps certain small Tazes have lasted whole lifetimes because they went unnoticed, like hillbilly enclaves, because they are never intersected with the spectacle, never appeared outside of real life, which is invisible by the agents of the simulation. So that's the quote. And I, and I, and I more or less agree exactly with that as if that's what you believe Chaz Chop is, I'm in. I'm very much in. As a space for the development of new ideas, testing theories, it's great. We were given a space to test stuff. It's great. But there was an assumption made, and not just by you, Aaron, and not even really primarily by you, but that, hey, where is this going to lead? What do you mean, where is it going to lead? It's, it's lead. This is the, the, you're watching the second order effects already. The, the Chaz was accomplished. That was it. Now is just the after effects. People trying their own thing, marketing, connecting, doing whatever, whatever the case may be. But I, I think Chaz is already over in a sense, because it's got its media coverage, its message was made, and now it's time to move on and do something else. And that's immediatism, yeah. at least, and I don't subscribe to it. I especially don't subscribe to the part that he says, the point is not to change consciousness, but to change the world. I disagree, but regardless, the rest of it seems pretty good, at least as far yeah. as rationalizing what the Chaz people are doing. I had a lot of problems with it, of course, because it seemed so unorganized, but then I had a conversation with a friend of mine who who was like oh you know i know people there i was like oh, okay that's blah 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 and, and so then we got into that and i was like all right let me give these people another shot and if this is the kind of thinking that they're pulling from i get it you know i i i, I at least i attempt to get it but uh yeah there well, you go that's so what we know that left anarchists are notorious for their jerking off over theory <laughs> that's right so it's entirely possible that they have been exposed to these thoughts i mean hakeem bay is and also, like, um, like that author was saying, there, I mean, in Europe, I mean, there are Tazes yeah. literally everywhere. Per literally everywhere, yeah. Like, and the media paints them as no-go zones. I mean, we have Tazes, functional Tazes everywhere. Like, like he says, a Taz is simply not having the violence of the state even really, like, come to you, notice you, affect you. That happens everywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. places where the government can't touch for one reason or another. Or another, right. And this happens to be a revolutionary space in which certain ideas can be tested and reformed. And, and honestly, even if you don't think about it that way, if you live life and you're one of those people there in Chaz and you kind of live life in the now, you won. You know, you're winning. You did your thing. You, you, you know, and now you can go and do it again in a different city, perhaps. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit. Come do it in Queens. Let's have a... Autonomous. Qu so, Let's have Quaz. Let's have Quaz. <laughs> if I can uh, just add one more thing here, I think that that's super interesting in the context of a lot of thoughts I've been having lately about the need for. So I believe that uh, voice is essentially useless and that the only real option for autonomy purposes is exit. But mm -hmm. with the continual and literally never ending expansion of the state, I think it needs to be not just exit, but a state of continual exit. Yeah, right. More or less. So I think uh, what Bay was saying there does actually speak to me in that regard, talking about being ready to just pull up stakes and then do it somewhere else.
I recommend everybody uh, who's interested in left anarchism view this book. It's a really interesting book. Hakim Bey's The Temporary Autonomous Zone, Ontological Anarchy and Poetic Terrorism. It's a good book. Uh, it's very strange. Very odd, oddly written, but it's good. Anyway, there you go. Um, we good? Are we Are we driving? I well, think we're driving. Uh, if I can go ahead and just make an announcement. Yes, for sure. Audience. As of 2 o'clock or so Tuesday morning, Dogman Respector on Twitter got hammered with a seven-day timeout. Oh, man. So if you are yep. looking for pause, either try to DM me or find me on Discord or Urbit or Rhett. any of a million other platforms or have someone reach out on your behalf. But, uh, yeah, I'm non-functional until next Tuesday. Well, it's a good thing you've got at least one day down. At least you're done with one day. One day. And then you can go back to real life. <laughs> Twitter is my real life. <laughs> Honest to God is. Aaron, you got anything? Um, no. Go fuck yourself. Well, then. that's about it. Uh, yeah. uh, when's the next game, Car? Car? When? When are we? When? Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only league I'm going to count. I'm I'm playing in a fours league with some people. So but you're playing like on an every Monday league. I'm playing doubles every Monday, and doubles is the only one that I really count. I play in a fours league on Wednesday, but I don't really like fours. How is it doubles if you play three games? I don't know how that works. How that makes du- sense. Oh, it's two on two. Oh, doubles is the amount of people. Okay, I understand. Yeah. So du- oh, so you and your co-host, your co, <laughs> yeah. you and your co-host, <laughs> meat space oh, man. bird. Listen to me having Freudian slips and getting jealous. That's- <laughs> yeah. Oh, me God. and the real bird. The real bird. That's right. We should call him. Yeah, we should call him real bird. Let's do that. So yeah. you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you real and real bird. bird. God, you're gonna slip and call him real bird. No, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, sorry. Swing at the ball. <laughs> I love this idea that you have like an it's always sunny type relationship where like your regular friends are like here, and then you manage this one person was like, oh, he's yeah, he's like terrible, but he's great at volleyball, and now he's integrated <laughs> cursorily into the group. <laughs> All right. Well, we're good luck to you, because by the nice time team. the next the next game comes, we'll uh, well we'll have reviewed it. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep it updated. We'll keep it updated. Five and well. one for you. So congratulations. And with that, uh, tell me how many hands are going on my wheel. We got two hands on the wheel, bro. Whoa.